0: So for your boyfriend, what's an example of something that he did that you could tell that he was a God-fearing man?
1: So we've had a couple times over the past where we'll kind of be disagreeing about something. And the biggest issue also for us is miscommunication because we're not always with each other. We live 45 minutes apart, and so especially early on in our relationship, we didn't see each other tons so it'd be a lot of like texting or calling and there would be times that we would argue about something and then whether it be on call or text and then like he would text something and it would make me so mad and even before I could respond he would text back and be like you know what that was mean I shouldn't have said it and even though I probably like we were both arguing we were both contributing to it he could have just pushed the blame and say said it was like oh your fault or I don't have to apologize. But no matter even what we were arguing about, it'd be like, hey, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have like used that tone or said those words to you, no matter who was in the right or wrong. And he just, he humbled himself and said, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said that. Like, Please forgive me. And then we were able to move on and work through that argument. That's so good. And on that thought, what
0: are some character traits or some things that you should look for In a
1: man? So, one of the first ones that comes to mind is patience. Because I mean, repeatedly I mess up over and over again. And in those moments, he's not quick to anger. He has so much patience. Or even when I'm like stressed out and it's not even something that concerns him, he's willing to just wait and like help me through that rather than rush me along and say, get over it. And so, that's a big thing that sticks out to me in our relationship so another one would be self-control and a lot of the times for us that was in like our boundaries and like we both have these desires but knowing that he wasn't always pushing for it he had enough self-control to say you know what like I desire this but I'm not going to like run after it and chase after it because it's not for this season of life like desire to kiss or desire to what exactly um. Yeah, just, like, probably desire to kiss. That would be a good example. And not me having to restrain it every time and be like, hey, let's stop. But him, even though he wants something, saying, no, that's not good for us, but I'm, I'm just going to be content with what I have and not push for more. Mm-hmm. So that's a really big thing. Um, another one is just being really loving towards others. And I think the emphasis is really on the other people. Because when you're dating, it's really easy for the guy – to treat you well he's dating you but how is he treating his friends his siblings his parents Most and even siblings, yeah. your friends mm-hmm. and especially when you're not around and like is he just acting loving towards you or is it a lot of the people that he's encountering yeah. and of course they're not going to be perfect but like really is he putting noticing. on a, yeah like is he putting mm-hmm. a
0: face on when you're there or is he acting the same way when you're not around exactly
1: Yeah, and probably the last one I would think is, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot more, but another key one is just being gentle. Sometimes guys have the stereotype of being like really harsh and bold and loud, which amen to that, good leaders. But it's also like treating a woman like with respect and just being gentle towards her, especially in the moments that we're vulnerable or working through something, like just being so tender and loving in those moments. And it's not gonna be every moment, But knowing he has that side of him, because especially thinking towards marriage, there's going to be so many times when you need to have him as a supporter. And is he a gentle, loving supporter? And especially in those moments when you really need it. Mm -hmm.
0: Would you say that leadership could be one as well? Um, A man that can lead you and what would be an example of something that he would lead you
1: in? Um, Yeah. Mm, Yes, that's really good. Leadership is a big thing. Um, especially in the Bible, it talks about men being leaders. And it's not men being a dictator. It's not men deciding every mm-hmm. decision of your family and your marriage. But it's men stepping up and leading in a way that's going to benefit the both of you. And as being a leader, like, he should be putting, like, us as women above themselves. So it's not any kind of selfish leading. Um, it's selfless leading. So an example of how this would be in a relationship I think it comes down to sometimes those big decisions or like kind of areas that your relationship is being steered into. Uh, When it comes to a marriage, it can be like even the decisions for a house or like him initiating that and looking for it. It doesn't mean that he does it all on his own, but I think it's really about the initiating it. Um, In a dating relationship, it can be something as small as you've been dating for a little while now and you need to talk about boundaries. Is he stepping up and saying, hey, let's discuss this? Or there's something we're going through or some argument. Is he bringing it up saying, hey, we need to work through this. This is an issue. Or is it something that you always have to voice first? And again, it's not going to be every time. Um, but in some of those major ones, is he taking initiative and trying to work through it and like lead you both through it?
0: Yeah, I'm even thinking about just going to church. Mm, like, is yeah. he, like, leading, like, trying to get you both to um, be Christ-centered? Or is he trying to um, just have fun, you know? Yeah, I feel that's like really that's...
1: good. And I think being a spiritual leader is such a key component of that. Um, like, is he pushing you to, in your faith to grow? Um, Is he encouraging you in your faith and asking questions and bringing up Christ? And when there's something in your relationship that's not aligning with the Christian standards, like is he pointing that out? Or is it something that you are always seeing and noticing but it never gets talked about? And it can definitely be brought up by both parties, especially if one or more of you notices it. Um, Like definitely bring it up. Don't wait for him. But in the spiritual growth, like does he have the capacity to lead a future family in like, does he have the faith that it requires to lead in the spiritual way? Wow. That's definitely a,
0: a really good key to even just finding a guy, and just looking for his leadership. Maybe it could be in a school program or whatever it is, but wow. Yeah. us. Sometimes I feel like us women can tend to be very bold and try to take the roles, mm-hmm. like the role of a man but it's really important to just um just see everything as God sees it as like God put it in the Bible like Adam came first then Eve you know uh, next question is how did you get to the place where you were ready to date
1: mm. so this this is a really good question so growing up i had the rule that i could not date until i was 16 and ever since i was young i always liked so many guys And it finally got to the point where I was getting close to 16 that I realized, oh, like, I really need to be looking at who I like as like, are they a good candidate to actually be dating? Not just a little crush anymore Mm -hmm. because I was nearing that age. Um, And there was so many times I would like a guy and it was like, do I pursue him or not? And I just had so many questions and I just did not feel a lot of peace about it. And finally, I got to the point when I was 17 years old, it was the summer when I turned 17 And I finally was like, you know what, God? Like, I really just want to focus on you. And I don't need a guy right now. I don't want to be searching that out. I'm just content just following after you right now. And I felt so much peace. And all of a sudden, my boyfriend came along. And it was like things just fell into place. I wasn't rushing after something. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And we'd actually been friends for a couple years. And it just kind of emerged in a new way that wasn't really there before. And I just, I felt so much peace. Like, when I go to get ice cream from the store, I can't even decide what kind to buy. (laughs) So I I stress about any decision. And I always thought that would be the way it would be when a guy came along. Like, do I date him? Do I not? What do I do? But it was just like, you know what? We're going to go out on a date, and I'll see how it goes. And it went well. And I just continued to have this supernatural peace. And I've really learned Um, that when we're content, God can really, really move. So when I finally became content with being single and having it just be me and the Lord, the Lord brought him along. And it wasn't something I had to run after or chase or force. It was something that just fell really naturally. And through that, I was able to kind of check in, like, Lord, is this something I should continue to pursue? And it was just like more peace. And so sometimes you don't get a clear answer, yes or no, from God. But a really good indicator is, like, do you feel more peace than less peace? Is it something that keeps you up at night and really, like, gives you a lot of anxiety? Or is it something that when you pray about it, you just feel at peace with it, and it's just moving smoothly?
0: So a key to knowing if you're ready today, you'd say, is definitely, like, asking God and praying about it.
1: Yeah, I would say that's a really big thing. And really work on your relationship with the Lord first. I always heard that a lot growing up. But it really is so important that you have your faith strong before you meet someone else. Because you don't want to meet someone else and then have to work on your faith. Because then it can become a matter of, does my faith require that person? And am I too dependent on them for my faith? So walking into a relationship with that strong faith is going to help you immensely. Wow.
0: Next question is Did you write a list of things you want in a husband? I know for me personally, I, ever since I was a kid, I was like, oh, I want a guy, blonde hair, blue eyes, <laughs> you know, six foot something, a really sporty guy, you know, all of us kids have these dreams. And I started writing them out and living. For those dreams, I was like, oh, if he's not like this, if he's, if he's like not a virgin, if he's not all these things, I won't be with him or marry him. And I feel like that was a really big boundary for me, or like a really big, um, I'd even go as far to say like a blocking stone mm-hmm. from me being able to find the one. So that's why I'm just curious. Um, did you write a list of things you wanted in a husband? Or was it all just in your head?
1: So When I actually started dating right at the beginning, I did not have a list. But in the time of being in a relationship already, I was at a Bible study with a bunch of girls. And the one girl who taught, she had us write a list of things that we wanted in a husband. But it was different than anything I'd ever heard of before because she had us make two lists. And the one was a list of things you would not compromise, while the second list was the things you would compromise, just preferences. And so it was kind of hard for me because I was dating at the time. And so I tried to write it um, as if I didn't know anything about a boyfriend or husband. But it was just inevitable that I was, like, partly thinking about him. So, so when you would write them, you just, like, he would come to your mind, which is, like, the current yes, guy that you're with. Yes. Okay. Um, and so I wish someone would have told me to do this before I was dating so I wasn't biased. But in doing it, so the first list of things you would not compromise, a couple of examples would be, Like, you want a Christian man who is actively pursuing the Lord. Um, It could be something like he wants kids, because for me, that's such a big thing. Mm -hmm, And that's something that I don't really think I could compromise on. Mm -hmm. The second list are just, yeah, the preferences that you want, but you're okay if you don't have them. So for me, um, a few would be like, I really wanted him to be taller than me. But if a guy showed up that was shorter than me, I could live with that. That would be okay. I wanted a guy who was active. But it was not a make or break thing. Or also, um, like, to have good relationships with his family is really important for me. But I know in some situations, that's not always the case. And I would be okay with that. And something this list is so helpful for is later when you start dating... When you first start, you don't see the red flags. You just, you like that person so much. Mm -hmm. Your body just naturally overlooks the negative things. So you can take this list that you wrote before you started dating and you can look at it. And if there's things on that list in your first category where you will not compromise on and he's not like filling that, that's a red flag. And you have to look back and be like, I wanted this and I was not going to settle for anything less. And right now this is less. And... So when it's really hard to see, this list would really help to point those things out. Or you look at it and say, hey, he fulfills all the things that I will not compromise on. This is a good sign.
0: Would any of those on your compromise or non-compromise list be anything towards looks? So like their outward appearance?
1: Um, I think it could be. For me, that would all be in Preferences. Like, I would like him to be good-looking. I would like him to be tall. Tan would be awesome. <laughs> but <laughs> but knowing, just in the back of my mind, like, it's okay if I find a guy and he doesn't have those things. And sometimes it's good to write out, like, what do I want? And so you can get as detailed as you want. And as long as it's in the preference side, you know, okay, I'm willing to live without it. But I also know what I like, which is, can also be a good
0: thing. So the blonde hair, blue eyes would be in a, compre- or what would you say? Compromiseless? Yeah. Compromiseless. Yep. All right. Well, <laughs> now, keep we know, it. now we know. Now we know. Now we know. What is your favorite thing about him? Mm. Okay, so
1: it also sounds cliche, but one of my favorite things about him is just the way that he strives to be more like Jesus every day and the way that he treats me and others because of that. And again, he is far from perfect and will always mess up. But just the fact that he is so dedicated to trying and it takes a lot of effort. You have to be reading the Bible and pursuing a relationship with the Lord. But through that, you see so much fruit. And actually, he did YWAM um, a couple months ago. And through that, I could just see the growth that he had and how reliant he is now on the Lord and I never realized how much that would impact me. But even in the small things, like if we get into a stressful situation or a place where I'm upset or something happened, usually his first response is to stop and pray about it. And it's just, it's in those little moments that it's like, wow, he's so reliant on the Lord, and he just wants to be more like Jesus. And that's by far the thing that will impact me the most, and the thing that I most love about him. That's so good.
0: What's something you wish you knew before dating? I know we kind of touched on this a little bit earlier, but just a clear answer over
1: here. (laughs) So something I wish I could just start out dating with um, is the fact that in a relationship, you can be doing all of the right Christian things and you can be staying away from all of the sinful things. But that doesn't mean you have a Christian relationship. It doesn't mean that you are Christ-centered. Um, in my relationship, a few months in, we kind of stepped back and looked at our relationship, and we said, "Okay, like, there's not tons of sin. We're we're not like sleeping together. We're staying away from all of the non-Christian things. And we look we look on the outside. We go to church. You know, we have boundaries. All this, but we're like, where is Christ? And we realized that the absence of sin is not like Christ is not faith." And like, it's great that we weren't sitting in those areas, but we needed to actually pursue the Lord together um, and incorporate him into our relationship. Like, are we praying Is like, is this a three person relationship with God or is it just me and him? And really, yeah, just stepping back and looking at it, it just blew my mind because I thought it was all about what we did or didn't do. But that's not what our faith is. Faith is doing things with Jesus, not for him. So instead of having a relationship before God, it was, is our relationship with God? And I really wish I would have known that before we started dating. So is our relationship
0: with God? Wow. Um, any, any last things that you just want to add or any other things that you want to touch on before you close?
1: So I do have a couple thoughts. Um, I know I mentioned accountability in the beginning of this. And I... I just wanted to tie that in with the list of compromising and not compromising and to just really, I would really challenge anyone who's listening to go and write this list and take time and pray about it and don't let it be something you rush into, but really sit down and once you've decided things that you will not compromise on, go to to a couple of your closest friends and say, here's my list. You can even give it to them or you can just talk to them about it. And say, this is something I am not going to compromise on. And if you, in the future, find that I am dating a guy that like does not have things on this list, call me out on it. Because sometimes, again, you won't notice it yourself. But if they come to you later and say, hey, you said you always wanted this, and now you're dating someone who doesn't have that, what's going on? Because it's something you said you would never compromise on. So really taking the time to make sure you will not compromise, and then knowing later... That you might be like called out on that, and is it something mm-hmm. that you're willing to like fight to have in a relationship? Yeah. Um, and one other thing that's so important is when you start dating, make sure that you keep your friends. I know a lot of people. When I've heard of a lot of people who have lost some of their greatest friends in life because that friend met a guy, started dating, and they never saw them again, basically. And the biggest reason for this is. Like in the beginning, you love them so much and you're so excited to hang out with them. and, But in doing so, if you never hang out with your other friends, you're only going to have them, which for a while is great. But years down the road, you're going to get tired of them. You're going to want to go hang out with friends and then you're going to look around and no one's going to be there. So making sure to keep those Christian friends, not only for accountability, but just to have fun um, is so, so important. And likewise for them, You want to find someone who has friends, who, yes, loves you and wants to be with you, but also loves family and wants to hang out with them and loves friends. And so just keeping that balance, especially when you're dating. When you're married, it's a little different because now they're your spouse. But in the dating season, just really remembering the importance that friends has.
0: Wow, Elizabeth, what an amazing, amazing woman of God you are. Just all that insightful advice. So thank you so much. Um, as we close, could you just pray for everyone listening to on this podcast?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, Lord, I just thank you so much for all the listeners right now who uh, are just hearing the words I say. And I thank you, God, that like the words that I speak are not from me, but they're from you. And I just pray that, they would just touch the lives of those who hear it, that they would not lower their expectations or lower their standards, Mm -hmm. but that they would seek godly men and women to be their spouse, that they would see the weight of the decision that it is to marry someone, Um, and that they would be looking for that in someone that they date. And Lord, I just pray that in all the relationships they do have, that you would be there right in the center of it, that They wouldn't just be doing a relationship for you, but that they would be doing it with you. That there would be three people in each of their relationships. Um, And yeah, I just thank you so much for this opportunity. And I just pray that it would minister to their hearts and it would make a difference, not for my sake, but for yours, Lord. And so I just pray over their relationships, that you would bless them and that in those hard times, you would just be right there with them, Lord, Mm -hmm. that they'd be able to turn to you, and especially when they can't turn to others. Because you are always so dependable and so faithful to get us through everything. So, yeah, Lord, I thank you for this time. And I pray a blessing over these people. In your name, Jesus. Amen.
0: Amen. Thank you so much, Elizabeth, for uh, joining this podcast and for speaking on um, relationships and what you learned. I really appreciate it.
1: Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It was a lot of fun.
0: All right. Well, thanks, guys, for listening. Hope you enjoyed this podcast and you come on for the next one. Bye Bye for now. now.